The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful Burbank, California, this is the three things on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. everybody, welcome to the 52nd edition of The Three Things. This is a show where I have some things on my mind and I share them with you in an order. That's not necessarily a ranking order. This isn't uh, worst to first or first to worst or best to last or last to last. It's just three things on my mind. We are in the great scare of 2020. No, not the election. Coronavirus, SARS, COVID-2, SARS-2, COVID-19, COVID-19. I don't know, and I don't care, but I also care. That's the point. Just came back from Las Vegas this week. Just came back from Las Vegas. And I am not going to go too much into too much detail about the trip because, I'll tell you what, the reason is because I am... Really excited uh, about a little show uh, coming up this Saturday. I'm going to release a Saturday night uh, Knapsack edition with some uh, audio I recorded on the way to Vegas. I was hoping to capture audio all through the trip to Vegas. It didn't happen. I'll explain that. But so I'm not going to go into the details of the trip. But it was a great trip. Mark Ellis, Josh McCuga, Grace... Christian Ruvalcaba, John Kaiser, Meg Sanborn, a lot of people uh, in, a, in a nice little group there, having a lot of fun in the in Sin City. But hanging over the trip was this coronavirus talk, and that's what's on my mind this week. It's a coronavirus edition of the three things. Now here's the deal: number three, number three thing on my mind this week is don't panic. Don't panic, of course, are the words on the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. You Douglas Adams fans know what I'm talking about. It is the greatest, most comforting words in this galaxy or any galaxy. Don't panic. And this is not going to be me ranting and raving over the mass hysteria around this virus, around the news coverage of this virus. And it's not going to be too many hack jokes about people stockpiling toilet paper. Maybe one or two. I should also disclose, in case you haven't figured this out by now, I'm not a scientist, not a doctor, not a microbiologist, not even a you know, geologist or a paleontologist. I'm not an ologist of any kind. Paleontologists, they would look at the at the rocks and the bones, mostly the bones of us after the, the virus takes us. Geologists would look more at the fauna and rocks, right? Um, hey, here's the story. I think this is a great lesson. This might be the lesson in mass hysteria. And I'll start here. I am, this is my response to uh, anyone who asks me, are you worried about coronavirus? No, I'm not worried. 
but I'm aware and I'm paying attention and I'm doing any steps needed to ensure or secure or prevent myself from getting coronavirus. I don't want it. You shouldn't want it. I don't want it. I don't want to give it to anyone else. I want to give it uh, uh, to anyone I love, anyone I care about, or anyone I don't even know. I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm at that point. But the absolute, and it is absolute, hysteria and, and, and free-flowing uh, misinformation is something that is concerning. And I'm just watching that separately. Just watching a bit of information come on out. And mind you, this is what started early January, and you start seeing these reports. And I'm like all of you. I see these reports, or I hear a, hear a thing on the old internet, coronavirus, go, oh, all right, well, you know, let's make a beer joke. And you're allowed to do that. It is sometimes how we process our fears or concerns, humor. But no one was really paying attention, right? I'm particularly, I have my demographics of my listeners, most, most of them here in the States. So we're looking across, it's across, not even the palm, it's across the world. Yeah, we're good, right? And I'm guilty of that. Yeah, we're going to be okay. And then you start hearing, yeah, here it goes, it goes, it's spreading around, spreading around. And you hear what it is and you read what it is. And it's like, all right, and I'm going to click on that story. And you should click on, click on that story too. What is this on the off chance? I get it. All right. Run down the list. We're going to do everything we need, but I'm not going to rush out to the store. And God bless the people who rush out to the store. But the toilet paper buyers, bottles of water, yeah, it's a problem. But... We don't stop making a, a big thing about that too, because I think that leads to more people going down this line. Oh, maybe I should get to other paper. Maybe the thought is, well, we're all going to be quarantined in our houses for thirty days. I'm hearing, the, hearing this thing now. I have a thirty-day food supply. Well, if that's the case, I'm screwed. I got about two days right now. It's all I can afford. So you know, we all should start GoFundMe's for each other to fund our thirty-day food supply. But, you know what I mean? It's like, if you, if you go out posting, just, just shut up. Everyone shut up. <laughs> that's what I want. And that's what don't panic means to me. I posted it on Instagram in reference to this. Just don't panic. Be aware. Research. I'm not even saying research. Don't read a medical journal. Just read an article that's not from wehavediseases.net. You know, the, the film, the, the disease version of We've Got This Covered or something like that from the film world. Just slow down. Don't have a, don't put your opinion out there in a tweet. Just just shut up. And that's the, goes to the thing at the top that's getting me. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not writing this off and you shouldn't either. Because you might not be affected by it, but someone could. Uh, you know, you're seeing a lot of people. Well, hey, you know, I don't want my grandmother to get sick. I have a immune uh, deficiency issue, uh, you know, so think about me. And you, you, we should. We should. But that's how we, that's how humans work, right? Like it, it's this thing I keep coming, coming back to. If we don't see it, we don't feel it. If it's not in front of us, we don't feel it is our problem to have. That goes into a lot of areas of life, a lot of areas of life, all sides of conversations. So... 
my thought is to this, just, I don't need to go online. I'm, I'm again, I'm not super concerned. I just went to Vegas. Just went to Las Vegas. As of this recording today, one of the casinos I was at, Mandalay Bay, has announced they're part of the, the chain. Uh, MGM owns them, them and Excalibur and Luxor, that whole wing. Aria, too, I think. They're shutting their buffets down. And uh, God bless, and I don't need a buffets in Vegas, but, it, you know, we were just there. And so it makes you think, like, all right, what, what are they worried about? Um, I just... So I'm not going to go online and be one of those posting in all caps, y'all damn fools for running around like chickens with your heads cut off about this disease with nothing more than the flu. Because guess what? I don't know. Or this is how it starts. I don't remember the first act of Planet of the Apes, the reboot, but I, I, I got to imagine, uh, you know, or is it the end of, no, it's the end of the movie, right? See, I haven't seen it in a while. The, the pilot. I know the pilot, he like sneezes and boom, next thing you know, it's all around the world, right? It get worse, and then you hear I've talked to some people, uh, and when I say talk, I've talked to people, I haven't like called up scientists, just friends and and and, and friends of friends, uh, you know, people's family members are, are scientists or doctors, and like, hey, here's the concern. The concern is, yes, it's not as big as the flu, it's not this, but it's growing faster than we think, and everything. And then you know, God damn, I'm getting off. I'm getting. I'm getting upset. <laughs> getting upset. Don't panic. Don't panic either way. Don't be the buffoon that goes online and saying you're all stupid for being concerned. And don't be the buffoon going online saying the sky's falling, the world's going to die. What did I say at the end of the year? Remember at the end of the year, 2019, I said be wary of the people tweeting, oh, good riddance to 2019. I can't wait to 2020. Let's get rid of this year and get the new year. And guess what? Within weeks, days even, those are the people Still tweeting, can we get rid of this year yet? It's you. It's how you react. It's how you handle things. Sky's not falling yet. And I don't think it will be. Just take a breath. I come from 17 years of public safety experience. 17 years of having a job where the most important thing, the first step of my job was to not panic. And it is just so weird to me that this incident, this coronavirus thing, is just bringing out both sides of, of human behavior that I, that I don't like. The losing your head, complete nonsense. We, we got to get out of here, pack our bags, head for the hills. The other side, eh. I, I know I've discussed this in some places, but two weeks after leaving my director of public safety job where where the safety of 20,000 people were, were 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 very you know were absolutely all my job was well liability blah, blah but you know what i mean every day i went to work and go like i had to run through scenarios of what if today's the day the 20,000 people at one time are threatened their safety's threatened that's my job that was part of it as staff to back that training the procedures to back that so it was, I lived it. I breathed it. In every situation, everything that was, uh, you know, uh, a lot did happen. You just, you got to go to your base level training, right? You got to go step by step. And I leave it's this hyper-focused workplace. The public doesn't care, but me and my staff, if we're doing even 10% of our job, we're focused on what could go wrong and how to react to it and how to get us through that and get you through that too. That's part of the job. I go to Scrade Junkies and two 
weeks into the job, there's a fire alarm in the building. And we had hundreds of employees over two offices on the second floor of a uh, Beverly Hills office. And I'm like all of you, too. Fire alarm goes. You would you, you would be ama- amazed at the uh, strobes and audible sirens that would go off in a mall and, and no one would react. And, 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 and I don't want to, again, I don't want anyone screaming and stamping down a mall, running over kiosks. And now you can't, now every mall is just every corner of the center of the mall has a car to kiosk, a stand, a automated horsey that you could ride around on or a train or something like that. When I got hired, you could drive a car through. Actually, I, we did drive a car through once. Uh, you, you, you had enough room, but for sake of rent, corporate uh, a lot of corporate owners of mall properties just squeeze, try to squeeze web revenue out of every tile of the mall, right? Uh, I don't need people running around like that, but I was always amazed because I'd be upset of those people. There would be, so, is everything okay? So they, we're, we're good. I'm not, I'm not upset you asking, but just the, the energy behind the ask is, is calm it down. But I'd be more upset at the people just who would go about their business without a, even a care. If I'm in that situation, I at least give a look. Do I, does anyone? I've talked about you know being on an airplane. If if the flight attendants seem nervous, I might get nervous, right? That's the indicator. Look around. Eh, no one who works here seems concerned. We might be okay, but I'm going to monitor the situation. So here I am in in the, the Defy Media offices, two weeks after turning in my radios and my handcuffs and my keys and all that stuff. Fire alarm. Fire alarm. And I go to the front desk and I'm like, is everything okay? And uh, the guy, uh, I think Trevor was his name in the front desk. This was not in his uh, list of things he wanted to deal with, but he's like, no, nah, I think we're good. Then I, all of a sudden he says, well, we have to, we have to evacuate the building. Uh, no problem, but the fire department's on the way and we just, we, they can't clear the alarm to we're all out. They want to, for precaution, precautionary reasons, which, you know, is liability reasons. That's all it is. Just on the off chance there is something, we don't want to be sued. Everyone's got to get out. So that's what happens. Except it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen right away. Uh, this poor office manager, he wasn't part of like the Defy Media crew, this poor office manager, is going around each office telling all these YouTubers and producers and hosts and creatives and, you know, normally what I would describe as pretty smart, common sense based people, most of them, some of them, a little of them, and say, hey, we got to evacuate. And the anger he was met with, and this is someone they see, they're friendly with every day. The anger he was met with was, was appalling. So I actually started helping him. I said, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go. We're getting everyone out. We're getting everyone out. They're, everyone's giggling like the third grade field trip. Ooh, fire alarm, get it out, get it out. That's at one point I realized one of the fire exits was like locked in the stairwells. And I'm like, well, what's the plan? I said to this office manager, what's the plan? Hey, I don't know. We don't really have one. Just to get everyone out. We can't go down elevators. The stairwell is locked. What are we going to do? We're going to die. That's what you're telling me. We're going to die. So we, 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 we get everyone out. Clear it, go back in. And I just, I came up and said, I, I am two weeks removed from handling the public safety of a large L.A. mall, 20,000 people, sometimes higher, sometimes lower, but 20,000 people people on average there every day. 
uh, let me help you. So I was proudly, I will add, proudly added to the office safety team. Yeah, yeah, I got a radio, a whistle. You know, everyone needs a whistle. And that's, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing too. I'm like, I, I left to go to the pastures, the grand pastures of YouTube. And here I am doing what I did. But because I was appalled that no one cared, this is how bad things continue to happen. There's absolutely no awareness. No awareness. Maybe a little panic. It's okay. Maybe that's the point. It happened again about two months later. Fire alarm goes off. Same thing. It's a water fire riser this time. It's activated, at which I was like, this is, I know what this is. I could reset the panel if you want, but you're, you know, your building manager's not going to let me do it, but that's fine. And I remember, now we got a radio. Now we got a whistle. But I'm still a known producer walking around. This is maybe not a few months into the job. And I go into the offices of two very prominent uh, hosts and producers for a clever uh, brand, a clever YouTube channel. We're great people. Um, uh, two girls and uh, they're great. They're all over Instagram, YouTube. They do great stuff still to this day. But I go in there and I'm like, hey, we got to go. We got to go. And they were like, ah, really? Really? We got to go. And now they weren't being mean, but it's just like, yeah, no. The alarms are going. Uh, there's an unexplained uh, problem with the fire riser. We've got to go. And the resistance to go, the resistance to act, the resistance to acknowledge that there could be a potential problem to me leads to bigger problems. So I am very aware, and you should be very aware of the coronavirus. You should be very aware of what it is. You should be very aware of what it isn't. And don't panic. Just have a plan. React. Be aware. Be aware. But on the flip side, all you people running to buy the toilet paper, unless you're all convinced you're going to be quarantined for 45 days and you want some teepee, and then you might be more prepared than, than the rest of us can credit. But just don't panic, man. Listen. Shut up and listen. And everyone's got to have a, an opinion out there. Everyone's got to barf tweet stuff about this. And this is what happens elsewhere. This is what happens with Star Wars. There's controversy in Star Wars land, uh, not Star Wars land at Disney, though I'll be there in a few days. Finally, hey, finally, coronavirus be damned, I will be at Disneyland. Uh, but in Star Wars, in the Star Wars fandom right now, the, the, the Rise of Skywalker novel's coming out. Ray Carson wrote it. And I have it. I've been reading it about halfway through. And there's a lot of articles because yeah, the book got released out a little earlier. A lot of articles uh, coming out from a stupid, stupid a website with some stupid writers on it. And they're, they're coming out attacking this novel, attacking Rise of Skywalker, because there's some big revelations, some additional information in the novels that people are like, I should have been in the movie. It should not have been in the movie, because number one, most of it was already in the movie. If you were paying attention, if you had your eyes open for even more than 10 seconds in the damn movie, it was there. But you don't want to do that. You want to have your Cinema Sins kind of style approach to life. Ding, ding, ding. I got the movie down. I know how to analyze this better. Trust me, you don't. And I've actually read the novel now, about halfway through. I've read some of the controversial scenes, and they're beautiful. They're beautiful scenes that just take what's already in the movie, and they put it out there for you to enjoy in another form of media, and it's great. And I'm so excited to finish this book, and Joseph and I are going to review it on Force Center. But completely normal, common-sense-based people see one article from a stupid website, and suddenly they got opinions, too. 
Ah, should have been in the movie. Uh, there's uh, Emperor Palpatine. Is uh, got some information about him. Should have been in the movie. Uh, but, but here's my opinions. Here's my 14 tweet threads of this. Did it? Did it? Shut up! Don't panic. Stop panicking. Stop it. The love of all things holy. Stop it. This is how it happens. This is how information gets passed around. It's so wrong, and we're seeing it front and center. The coronavirus. I've seen friends of mine. Well, I now would even know that term is a word I don't care to use sometimes for some of these people. People I know in the industry. Fighting over each other. Fighting over the first to get the right opinion out about coronavirus. How about you shut up? Shut up. Listen. Prepare. Be ready to help your fellow man, woman, or child. And don't panic. That's all I'm asking. Number two thing on my mind is washing your hands. So because this was all over our uh, our minds and potentially our hands, we were doing a lot of hand washing in Las Vegas. And that, it's amazing to me that we could potentially all be wiped out as a civilization. We could all be Wiped out as a civilization. But all we have to do is wash our hands. <laughs> it's all we have to do. And people are failing on that. But they're actually doing good in Vegas. So as of right now, I am a couple, about three, four days removed from being in Las Vegas properly. In the casinos, drinking Hanging around. I don't smoke, but cigarettes smoke all around me. Cigars smoke all around me. Touching slot machines, all those type of things. And again, I'm not worried about coronavirus, but I'm definitely aware of it. So when possible, yeah, Purell in your hands. And I know most of that is antibacterial versus antivirus and soap and water is the best thing. So that's what we were doing. And here it is. Three or four days removed, and this is when I am normally either sick, stuffed up, feeling the effects of the old Vegas flu or the Vegas, con, not like con crud, but Vegas crud. Just around everyone, the recycled air, cigarette smoke, touching money, touching swap, uh, slot machines, just touching things. And I'm not. And the reason is because I was more focused, but I think the people around me were focused. And this has gone around on Twitter. And I've seen some people talk about this, but we had this conversation in person, particularly with the females uh, that were hanging out with us. I am pleasantly surprised, though grumpy, over the fact that now, now, a bunch of men are washing their hands in the restrooms. Apparently, I don't know, this is a secret to a lot of uh, folks uh, or something not talked about. I don't know. I used to talk, I've tweeted about it. Try to put in a, an old stand-up act. It didn't hit. I got to rewrite the joke or something. But, yeah, it's amazing. The amount of times in a public restroom or an office restroom, restaurant restroom. Thankfully, I personally haven't seen any restaurant employees do this, so I'm sure it's the case. The amount of guys, and I'll use that term guys like, these are guys. They go around calling themselves guys. But also, no. I, you'd be surprised. I guess you'd be surprised. I guess now we know everyone is surprised that most men will go into the restroom 
And I don't know about number two, but I definitely know number one. They won't wash their hands. They just won't wash their hands. They just don't wash their hands. Uh, an old uh, co-worker of mine once said in one of those, I don't know where he got the stat. It was pre-social media, so who knows? Newsweek or National Enquirer. He says, you know, one day, just very matter-of-factly to me and some co-workers, you know, they say, they say, they say every day you touch on average of five to six penises. What? Yeah. A doorknob, a handle, something, soda glass you get from some, so you, you touch a, touch about five or six of them because of the lack of hand washing. And, and if you're shocked by that stat, guess what? I'm going to guess it's true at this point. So, that's the second thing on my mind is just washing their hands that we're finally, finally getting to the base level of self-care, of, of self-physical care, of hygiene that we need to get to. Now, I don't know if women would, I don't know what goes on in there. I'll take some reports. But it is appalling. And I, that's that was one of the tweets I, I think I made this a few years ago. I was just like, I wanted to, I want to walk out of the bathroom, scream at the top of my lungs, and point at the guy that just walked out and said, "That guy has a dick hand." Like that's what I want. I won't do it because I also just don't want to yell. I'll probably get kicked out of the casino or restaurant or library. But that's what I want to do because it's amazing. Not even a cursory washing of the hands under the water. You're not even a soap. Not even a soap and not even a Sudsen and a soap and just give me a give me your hand under water. I'll take that. I'll admit. Prior to coronavirus uh, 2020 here, I was washing my hands in the bathroom, but I wasn't scrubbing them. I was water, soap, scrub, 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 scrub. We're good, right? Now I know you're supposed to sing a song. You're supposed to sing like more than a feeling by Boston while you're washing your hands or whatever. I don't know. And this is the problem. Humans are just disgusting on a base level, right? You just and you see it on this level, like puddles of urine beneath beneath uh, uh, beneath urinals. I'm sorry. I, I don't. I hope you're not eating a snack or drinking coffee at your work desk. It that's it's not even a joke anymore. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? So if coronavirus is helping us focus a little bit, focus, focus, focus. If it's helping us as a, as a society, as a Western society, and yes, I'm mostly looking at you men, you guys. If it's helping us focus just a little bit to where the base level things we already should be doing, we might, we might come out better on the end of this. Flu season's uh, you know, a concern. I know some people. Worked with someone who died of the flu a couple years ago. Turned to pneumonia. Boom, gone. I'm guilty of fighting through things maybe I on my own that I shouldn't do, you know? And maybe that might change for me now, too. But I am actually encouraged that the people who are listening enough to know that, all right, now I must wash my hands. Only took me 46 years of my life, 52 years of my life, 31 years of my life, but now... I understand I have to wash my hands more with soap. Scrub, 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 scrub. 
I'll take that. I don't like the fact that there's people that have died from this disease. I'm not downplaying that, and I don't want those numbers to grow. I don't. I really don't. But if we're cracking eggs to make an omelet, on the other side of this, maybe we'll be slightly healthier. But who am I kidding? If you don't see it, you don't feel it. You don't care. We'll go back to that. We'll absolutely go back to that. I'm going to take a quick break here on the three things. A uh, grumpy edition. I hope you don't mind. Just for seeing it up front. So, stick around. My number one thing on my mind after this. Three things on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. back on the three things here in the Knapsack Files podcast feed. We had a weird episode, right? Just seeing a lot of things, reacting to a lot of things, and wondering. This is the number one thing on my mind. Wondering. All right. All right. What if it is everything that you think it is? Things are being canceled left and right. I think it's the time this recording. E3 might be canceled. South by Southwest, Coachella. Who knows? Who knows? I'll be heading to Disneyland. Don't cancel Disneyland before we get the galaxies at you. All right. Now, uh, side note, I, I think a lot of that's just happening for liability's sake. I was in an industry that existed solely for liability reasons. The public safety industry is built around the idea that if something happens and you sue the property, they can at least say, well, we tried. We had someone there to stop that. That's, that's why. And so I think that's a lot of things going on here. It's precautions. It's not bad precautions. I'm not making fun of anyone for canceling events, but I think it's just, yeah, let's, uh, let's just not run, our, run the risk of being sued by, you know, 40,000 people. And you'll start to see it more and more. But all this got me thinking. All this really did get me, get me thinking. Especially I'm in Vegas. And, and just every other tweet is some sky is falling tweet. Or every other tweet is some bit of information you need to pay attention to, all the things I've been talking about today. I'm like, well, what is this? What if, the, what if, what if this is what we think it is? And it's, uh, it's the end of the world. We're here then. We've been watching movies to prepare for this, right? A lot of people are making reference to, like, Planet of the Apes. But a lot of those post-apocalyptic movies... A lot of those aliens are coming movies. A lot of them, we've watched them all our life. A lot of them are just, you can look at them and, and, and consider them trading and what really is happening. And I've always thought to myself, what happens if aliens land? You know, the movie uh, Battle Los Angeles, actually, I think it's an underrated UFO related movie. Independence Day on like a smaller, intimate uh, kind of scale. I like it. A lot of people didn't, but I like it. It's like, all right, well, what is that? What if these aliens come down, they land in Santa Monica, and they start firing, and chaos ensues, and the army can't stop it, military can't stop it, we're destroyed, 
Spielberg's War of the Worlds. I love that one. Lightning, crazy lightning. All right, that brings you out of your house uh, to check on something. I think that's fine. Again, going back to my initial statement, not panicking, but being aware. Some weird things going on. But then that scene, if you've seen the Spielberg War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise in the lead, again, I think it's underrated. I like it. But when they go down to the, you know, the middle of the street, a bunch of neighborhood folks are out. Police officers showing up. Kind of, I don't care. It's like a crack in the ground, like something broke into the ground. Everyone's curious. All right, I'll give you that. And I watched that movie a lot because it was on like repeat on HBO for a while there. Watching it a lot. Like, at what point do you run? I think that's the question. At what point do you run? Tom Cruise, he picks up on it. He starts leaving a little bit. A lot of his neighbors, not, not so much. And they pay the price. Poof, gone. Sucked up or evaporated. Not a lot of great options when those aliens come down. And I love watching it because I, I think to myself, what would I do in that situation? When do I pack up and go? When do I hotwire a minivan, put some peanut butter on bread and grab the kids and go? And I don't know, but you think, I don't know, I, you know, it's a movie. I'm having a little fun with this conversation, but it can get serious here. You've seen big events, natural disasters, terrorist attacks, all these kind of things. What do you do in those situations? And, yeah, I know there, you, you might have concern about climate change and, and, you know, 2012 might be the movie for you. I'm talking about something that is happening. Boom. It's going on. Not subtle, not something that can be debated, not something that's 10, 15 years out. And again, going back to my original, one of my original points, if you don't see it, you don't feel it, all those kind of things. I'm talking about what is going on right now. Because right now, COVID-19 might have your attention, but you're probably like me. Well, uh, yeah, small amount of deaths. So sad for them, but hey, the people who have it almost don't even know. Flu-like symptoms, they recover. Great recovery rate right now. Okay, great. So you're calm. You're calm. I'm calm. You're calm. Everyone's calm. Don't panic. What if it was the reverse? What is the reverse of that? Maybe next week, suddenly, the strain gets worse. No recoveries. Death toll climbing. Now those toilet paper grabbing folks, maybe they're not as crazy, right? I still don't encourage you to rush out and wipe the shelves, but... Okay, what do you do? Y2K. Remember that? Remember that big nothing burger? But I got to tell you, I was working the public safety field there. I was just a, kind of a, a, a mid-level supervisor, uniform guy, working this mall, working graveyard shift. I spent New Year's night, 1999 into 2000, on duty, working. A lot of people. We didn't know. Again, pre-social media, not pre-internet necessarily, but pre-social media. So imagine the hysteria and the high amount of mocking that would have been going on. It would have been a battle to see who cared more, who cared less, right? Y2K. But the funny thing is, we didn't actually really know. There was enough reporting. And, you know, hey, look, I think the media does a great job of grabbing those headlines, blowing them up. And I think they're doing that now. That's why I get, don't panic, be aware, be concerned, know your steps, 
stop there. Don't go too crazy down that path. But back Y2K, there was this, huh, plane is going to be falling out of the sky? Clock's going back to 1900 and all society stopping as we know it? What do we do? Bank accounts, poof, gone. I had a friend at the time. And part of the plan, I'm still friends with him, by the way, uh, my friend Matt at the mall, he was living in his parents' house at the time, ex-army guy, and uh, their garage was stocked to defend, is what I'll say. And I got to tell you, it was part of the plan. It was around the corner. He wasn't working that night. But if he's like, if it hits the fan, man, get over here. We're ready. So in the back of my head, is it's like 1130. Now, mind you, and this is where the mind goes, you know, I'm in the West Coast. We've hit midnight in a lot of places. <laughs> There's, uh, you know, Australia's okay. But in the back of your head, you're, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Am I going to have to pack up and run to Matt's house, grab, a, grab some sort of a rifle and a snack bar and uh, I'll wait this out? What are you going to do? So going back to that, but to going back to the War of the Worlds thing, I always would watch that movie. And I haven't seen it for years, but I always watch the movie and be like, all right, if I'm in this, when do you when do you run to the woods? And do you become Tom uh, Tim Robbins hiding in a house with a shotgun, going crazy? Do you head it head on? Do you do you try to run? Do you follow the crowds? Do you go by yourself? What do you do? I'm not trying to suggest that all of us become preppers. And have some bunkers somewhere with cans of beans and tomato soup and all those toilet paper rolls people are buying from Targets right now. But I got to tell you, all this week, watching all of this, watching some of the serious parts of it, watching some of the silly parts of it, some of the mass hysteria, I've got in my head that little thing of, all right, when do we head to the Arizona wilderness? When do we grab the dogs, grab some sodas, Maybe some of my Star Wars figures trying to look around. Yeah, you can take them all. And when do we get out of here? It's not necessarily a fire drill. It's a test of where your mind goes. Those aliens land. Are you waiting to see? Are you going on top of a, a, a skyscraper like the uh, fine folks in Independence Day? They got scorched. Welcome aliens to Earth. Boom, gone. No. What are you doing? The ship lands uh, over the Pacific Ocean. And, and by the way, I'm not, I'm not anticipating this happening. Uh, if, if alien craft lands over the Pacific Ocean and starts firing, that's it for me. The moment the threat goes from, let's pay attention to, it's happening. That's when I react. And that goes to the old job. That goes to what was what it was. Don't overreact. Someone's being angry. Someone's being violent. Let's go to it. Let's handle the problem. We'll react as needed and in accordance and in response to what they're doing, right? And to what the situation arise, uh, needs and what the situation calls for. That's what I'm heading to the hills. So, yeah. I'm not making fun of any of these, these mass cancellation of events. Like, say, I'm going, I'm going to Disneyland in a couple of days. I'm taking every immunity booster I can take. I'm taking hand wipes, uh, antivirus, uh, antibacterial, uh, you know, maybe I'll even put some gloves on. I don't I have some. Might as well wear them, right? 
because there's a lot of people there. A lot of people with different standards of hygiene than mine and yours. So we're going to go there. But if information were to suddenly change rapidly, when do you start taking it serious? When do you start telling yourself, not a drill, pack up the babies, grab the old ladies, let everyone know? Or is it pack up the baby, great ladies, grab the old, no, pack up the ladies, grab the babies? Ah, Neil Diamond, what is it? That's all I'm saying. What is it? What is it, my friends? Oh, it's a, it's an interesting time. It's a <laughs> interesting time. Keep your head on a swivel, and I know, I know, kind of a, kind of a, an interesting episode. I'm just uh, my mind's up. This is the show. This is my. This is what's on my mind. Am I? Am I to head to the hills? I'm not going to panic. Don't panic. Are we are we about to head to the hills? All right. Pay attention. Wash your hands, my friends. Wash your hands. And uh, maybe, maybe if you're going to Disneyland, consider uh, wearing gloves. I'll let you know if I do. Uh, coming up this weekend, like I said, I will have a uh, Knapsack Files Saturday Night Special episode. Uh, that will be uh, about uh, my trip to Vegas and possibly even the trip to, to Disneyland. Recorded some audio on the fly there, so check that on out. I want to do a uh, special thanks to my high-tier Patreon supporters. I need to do a Patreon bookkeeping session so I can catch up on rewards and goals and all those things. So to my supporters, I hear you. We're going to get there. If you go to patreon.com slash find a tier that you'd like to choose to support at. You can go uh, join the Discord server. Join the conversation there. Uh, I want to thank my uh, high-tier supporters. These are my executive producer supporters. Uh, Thomas Risling, Lethal Logan X, Bedore, Kyle Harlow, Matt Thompson, uh, Donald Long, Nathan Ovendale, uh, Zach Anderson, Ty Schallenberger, uh, Lalomi, Chad Benefield, Tommy Terrigreen, Jonas Berger. And if your name should be on that list, and I'm not reading it out. Again, it's I, it's because I haven't, uh, <laughs> haven't done my Patreon bookkeeping this month. And I might have uh, lost a name that dropped or, or kept or included a name that dropped or uh, 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 did one that uh, didn't say a name that should be on there. All right. Fair enough. Please, please, please don't hold it. Uh, <laughs> please don't hold it against me. But those are my executive producer tiers. Uh, absolutely. Uh, can't do this without you. Appreciate you all investing in me and uh, continuing to support me and making a lot of things happening there so um uh oh here's my i got i got an updated list oh okay there we go chad benenfield bedore jonas bergen kyle harlow matt thompson nathan overdale thomas Rusling, tommy terry green uh tasha ellenberger uh that's a good friend uh zach anderson and then lethal logan x thanks for your support at the executive producer level also note to myself get these internet tabs open before you record I have signed up for something that I do hope happens and, you know, could very well uh, be moved. But on May 2nd, I will be in a Purple Stride event. This is the Walk to End Pancreatic Cancer. A lot of you know uh, comedian, uh, host, uh, producer, writer Paul Preston. 
and his uh, late wife, Karen Volpe, who passed away uh, just, uh, I think, the day before Christmas this past year from uh, pancreatic cancer. A lot of you Schmodown fans rallied around her, and she lost her battle, but the fight goes on, and her uh, uh, memory and legacy goes on. I've joined uh, Paul Preston's team uh, of uh, walkers, and on May 2nd, the L.A. Zoo will be uh, in an event to raise awareness, but also funds. So uh, there's a link if you're on uh, Anchor is the best way. If you go into Anchor, you'll find the link to this in the description. It is my Strider uh, page. And uh, my goal is to raise uh, $1,000 by myself. I have 53 days left to do it. Uh, as a team, we are uh, trying to... Um, uh, raise uh, you know, about 3000 as well. So uh, all of it, uh, you can read about uh, Purple Stride, the events, the organization, and where the money goes if you choose to support. But as I always say, you know, you don't even have to do that. You can just uh, share and get the word out, and that helps as well. So you'll be hearing more uh, about that, more about that from me. Uh, as I, I put some official links out, uh, you can go find it on my Twitter page as well. Uh, that is uh, what I'm doing right now and uh, excited to, to, to do something positive, right? Uh, out of tragedy can come hope, and we are working on that. So check out that. I also have a GoFundMe link in there for our friend Zachary Bassinger, who's fighting uh, cancer as well. And uh, Scribbler, Jeff Saunders, the friend. Uh, he'll the scripts, the movie trivia face-off league. We did the hair shaving event for St. Baldrick's organization. Uh, it's still up there. That donate link is active 365 days a year. That's there as well. Charity, a big focus here on the Knapsack Files in 2020, uh, putting links out, spreading words, retweeting, and also uh, getting out and get involved when uh, uh, you know when you can and when you uh, when you want to. I would say that too. Find something that you care about. Find something that you're uh, passionate about, or something you want to get involved in. Right? You know what I mean? I think that. Is the key so uh that is it for this week i appreciate you listening to uh, this episode of the three things the pandemic edition we're gonna be okay don't panic my friends give me a follow on at ken Epsock across all social media platforms go to the website kennapsack.com for more information march 20th i will be part of the mark ellison friends show here in los angeles uh that is uh, the night before the schmodown free-for-all go to mark ellis live.net tickets about that we'll see you next time bye